Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, I'm Laura McGoodwin. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. And if you haven't noticed, I'm writing solo today because Aaliyah actually lost power due to Hurricane Laura at this time of the recording, but she assures me that she is safe. And I just wanted to say that our thoughts are with everyone impacted by Laura um, and the storms out there. On today's episode, we're discussing everyone's favorite or maybe least favorite topic, depending on how you look at this, money and specifically budgeting and how you can use it to take control of your money, even during COVID times with Jesse Meckham, who is the founder of You Need a Budget, which is an award-winning personal finance platform and the author of the You Need a Budget book. We know how important it is for you to be in the driver's seat of your money. That's why on today's episode, we're discussing one, why budgeting doesn't mean restricting yourself and zero fun. And two, we'll talk about four rules for gaining control of your money and saving hundreds this month. And now this is The Females. Hi, Jesse. Welcome to The Females. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. All right. Well, let's start by getting to know you and your company, which is You Need a Budget, also known as YNAB. So tell the audience what exactly is YNAB and how did you start it? Like who who just wakes up and decides they're going to start a budget company yeah. <laughs> app? <laughs> yeah, nobody would do that. My wife and I got married pretty early. I think I had just turned 22 when we got married. And we were both students in school, broke, kind of that story, which is all totally fine. But I recognized that we needed to manage our money better or at all. I mean, we had blank slate on everything. So we're figuring out life together and we're figuring out money. And I built a little spreadsheet for us. And because we were in this little bit of a honeymoon phase, there were no like preconceived notions or habits in our marriage yet. And so when I go to Julie and I'm like, hey, what if we just use this spreadsheet? And you know, she thought I was pretty amazing because we just, <laughs> she's like, yeah, that sounds good. And and I'm like, great. And we're like, oh, I love you. I love you too. Like it was very, I'm sure it was just wonderful. <laughs> yes. So that happened just fine. And we used it and it worked out really well. But about a year later, we had decided we wanted to have a baby and we wanted Julie to be able to not have to work anymore once he landed. That was where I thought I've got to figure out some way I can make at least a little extra money while I'm still in school. Julie had already graduated. She was the one that was making the money for us. I was working part-time 
And so I was trying to crunch like, okay, we've got savings. I do not want to borrow money for school. We definitely want Julie to be able to bow out of her job. And that was where I had the idea. I thought, well, maybe I could sell this little spreadsheet that we have and make just enough to eke by, really. And then from there, it grew and, and we're no longer eking. There have been moments that were scary. <laughs> but yeah, from there, we just, it made enough where we could build actual software and replace the spreadsheet pretty quickly. And now it's a full-blown web app and on your phones. And even Alexa will tell you how much is in your grocery category. But she'll also tell all of your friends and neighbors, like you have to be careful because she will just avoid <laughs> yeah. it all. If yes. I ask her, she'll say it. There's no like secret word or anything. So you got to be careful with that. But yeah, we're, we try and be everywhere that people are where we can help them keep making sure their money is doing what they really care about. Well, one, that's just such a true startup story. So thank you for sharing that. But also, and just so everyone knows, if you go to the YNAB website, you have a tab called Why We're Different. And I was reading that and I just agree so much with it. And I know we're going to get into it a little bit, but your whole philosophy is not the whole like set it and forget it or, you know, look at how much you spend at the end of the month, as you say, when the money's already gone. And so what I love is that this was a budget app that was created by a real person who's like thinking about (laughs) how people operate day to day, which, you know, seems to make a big difference. Yeah. We don't want you to set it and forget it. We want you to be mindful. Yeah. And it doesn't mean obsessive or anything like that, but just mindful, conscientious, aware, present. Those kinds of things so that your money is bringing you joy. Yeah. And you say that budgeting is actually not about restrictions, which I think people just, their mind automatically thinks of budget and right away, it's like the belt tightening, you know what I mean? On the wallet and and what they can and cannot do. So why do you think of budget as not about restrictions? A budget is simply saying, what do you want? It's, it's about wanting things and having them actually realized. It's the opposite of restriction. It's saying, I get to choose. I mean, at the end of the day, when people are saving for retirement or doing something super responsible, you know, kind of air quotes thing, you're really just acknowledging that you're going to spend money later and that you would like to spend money later on, I would say cruises, you know, on whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah. later on, right? And so a budget is just, it's really a priority map for you. And just say, what do you care about? Well, if you care about that so much, then let's have your money do those things. Right. We spend so much time and effort converting all of our work into money, all of our time into money. So we're always doing this currency conversion from effort and stress and leaving the family to travel and go off to business meetings or you know, stressing over something in the middle of the night, putting together a big report, doing a presentation, recording this podcast. All of this effort is around this work that we then convert into money. And then as soon as we've converted into money, we just never give it any attention again. And we just like to kind of continue that effort a little bit where, I mean, you put so much effort into your career, let's keep the effort going. Right. When that career is converted into a dollar or two, let's make sure that those dollars are also used well. I think you pointed out something really smart too, which is about prioritization. And it's like, that's sort of one of those like life lessons that everyone needs to learn, whether you're trying to figure out what you want to do career-wise, what you want to do with your money, you know, your priorities of life. We're living obviously in a really unique time where I feel like people are hitting that in the face of like, what is important to me? And money definitely has become like really important to people right now. And what's interesting, and you know, no one's allowed to really speak with any authority at this time because it's changing so fast out from underneath us. And so I, I include myself in that nobody's allowed bit. But when we have our savings rate go from negative, which is the normal, that's the normal amount. But we saw it go from traditionally a negative 
to 35% recently. That was based on a Wall Street Journal article I'd read a little bit ago. What you were seeing was people radically change their priorities. And I know there are people that really are struggling. I'm not speaking to that group. That group is actually extremely savvy when it comes to stretching a dollar. I'm talking about all the people that live above that poverty line that choose in almost accidentally to live in a way that is far more stressful than it needs to be. And so when you see that, that savings rate skyrocket, it's just because everyone kind of realized, oh, well, at this time, maybe I don't care about the things I thought I cared about. And you see that savings rate go up. So we know we can do it. It's just individually, I think people are so used to kind of being told what, what they should do with their money instead of flipping it around. Yeah. I also think there's this mentality. You talked about like mindfulness and how YNAB is a tool to help you be conscious and thinking about the decisions you're making in the moment. I think there's, or at least there was this perception that I've got time, right? Like I can start my budget tomorrow. I can save for retirement next week. There was nothing but time. And and I think that's has really shifted for people the way they're looking at that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a run on uh, a run on chickens, right? And there was a run on toilet paper too, but there was yeah. a run on, <laughs> on chicks. So if you wanted to start raising a few chickens in your backyard, suddenly you couldn't do it. I was one of those people that for years, I thought it'd be fun to have a few chickens in my backyard and the kids could go out and grab an egg. I have all these like pastorally romantic ideas. <laughs> I love that. It should all work. So, but yeah, you couldn't find chicks anywhere. It was like all of a sudden everyone decided, wow, chicks are far more important to me than something else. The environment will cause that shift to happen. But more importantly for individuals, there will be events in people's lives that for the most part are not pandemic wide. They're just, they're individual events. Things like getting a raise, that's actually a really big motivator for people to say, okay, I've been saying I would do this better and now it's real. I'm making an adult amount of money. I need to do something about this. Getting your W-2 in the mail if you're in the US, suddenly you see you make a good amount of money and you have no idea where it went. That's also a wake-up call. And then a lot of relational things, if you're getting married or getting divorced or if you're having a baby, those kinds of events also tend to make that where you're saying in, in a week, whenever I'll do this, those events kind of bring that desire to the forefront. And that's where we hope to be when people are just saying, okay, I want to be better at this. How do I do it? That's where we hope to be able to step in. Yeah. All right. Well, up next, Jesse's going to share his four rules for gaining control of your money and start saving right now this month. So let's get into that. I know you guys are maybe overwhelmed with this topic, but I just want to talk about how amazing it's been for me to find the award-winning platform that we're talking about today. It's called You Need a Budget, also known as YNAB. Trust us, this budgeting platform is life-changing for you and your bank account. It really does help you gain total control of your budget using You Need a Budget's four rules. Again, I know we're talking about that in this episode, but these are really proven rules that help you successfully manage your budget for the long term. You Need a Budget is different from those other budgeting tools you've used. They're not going to trick you into saving more than you can afford to save. And if you fall off the budget plan for one day, they're not going to shame you and make you feel like you have to start all over. I also love the fact that, and I kind of mentioned this earlier in the episode, they don't do this thing where you look at your budget at the end of the month when you've already spent your dollars, right? So they really do help you create this new, healthy, conscious mindfulness around budgeting. So why NAB teaches you how to really 
actually succeed at budgeting. Again, you're going to use their four rules, which are just built into their app, and that will help you reach your budget goals faster. And then, of course, you can set bigger and better goals as you make progress. And I just think it's, again, reteaching yourself this new habit. So join the thousands of budgeters who have changed their lives using YNAB and sign up for a free 34-day trial at youneedabudget.com slash females. Here's your favorite budget-friendly part of this whole offer is that there's no credit card required. So you don't have to worry about putting in that credit card and then forgetting about it. They don't even ask you for it because also their product is that good. So again, it's youneedabudget.com slash females. You need a budget, the money management tool that changes lives. Let it change yours. All right, now let's get back to our interview with Jesse. All right, Jesse. So rule number one is to give dollars a job, aka know where your dollars are going before you spend them. So explain this rule and why does it help? This rule is basically, it's the king, uh, the, the biggest rule. It's the only rule, really. The other rules are just functions of this first rule. So most importantly, you have to say, how much money do I have on hand right now? And you do not forecast. And by that, I mean, you do not say, well, I will earn this on Friday or I am paid in four days. We don't worry about that. Just go back to how much do you have on hand right now? And then you ask yourself one question and do not make the question complicated. What does this money that I have on hand right now in my checking account, what does this money need to do before I am paid again. And people will immediately tell me, well, I'm going to be paid. And I'll say, nope. <laughs> what does that money have to do before you are paid again? Let's answer that. And so if it's $300 or $3,000, the exercise is the same. Whether you're making $200,000 or $20,000, the feeling is the same. Where the person at the beginning is feeling stressed and at the end is feeling accomplished and in control. No money has been earned. No windfalls have happened. You just feel in control because maybe for the first time, you are deciding what is important to you and you are making sure that that money is doing that thing that is important to you. Uh And that, as simple as it sounds, it doesn't mean it's easy, but as simple as it sounds, that is where that feeling of alignment takes place. Here are my priorities and here's my money. And for the first time in my life, maybe they line up and it feels good. And frankly, that feeling does not get old. It just yeah. keeps coming back again and again. So that is the first rule. Know your priorities. And then you only give jobs to those dollars that you have on hand right now. When you talk about jobs, what's an example of a job? Like rent, car payment, fun, you know, <laughs> haircut, stuff. Like it can be a big theme or it can be a really specific theme. Yeah, absolutely. They're, I mean, as unique as there are people, right? As far as mm-hmm. the list of jobs that you have. I like woodworking. So I have a, a, one of the jobs for my dollars is to always kind of squirrel away money for a tool that someone will eventually tell me they think I should have, you know? Yeah. And my wife loves furniture, like not like collects it, but it seems like we're never quite done furnishing <laughs> the house, you know? And so, yes. and, and she, she loves when she finds the right piece and it works right. She loves it. And then, and then she can kind of say like, okay, I'll move on to this room. And we just, we moved into a house about four years ago. So we're like, I don't know. 20% donors. Yeah, I was going to say, working your way room by room, literally. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we have like, there's jobs like that. And if, if I could jump ahead to rule two. Yes. When we're talking about embracing your true expenses, what you mentioned was, okay, rent, that's very standard. Monthly bills, very standard. But where we start to kind of demonstrate some real behavior change is when someone says, oh, okay, 
I also have a vacation in six months. And then you'd say, well, how much are you going to pay for that vacation? For easy math, let's say it was going to be $6,000. You'd say, oh, that's a $1,000 per month bill for your vacation or Christmas is coming up. And you know, at the time of recording this, you got four or five months left. And so you would say, well, I want to spend $1,000 on Christmas and I have five months to do it. Well, then you need to be putting aside $200 per month for that Christmas bill. All we're doing, and it's subtle, but we're taking larger, less frequent expenses and we're breaking them up into monthly amounts. And that's not really where the magic happens because everyone's like, oh, okay, get it. He's just, you know, you're saving money. That makes sense, like sinking funds. But when you go back to rule one, then if you and I are like, let's go out and go get sushi. And you, you, know, you come up, you're like, hey, let's get sushi tonight. It's going to be super fun. And I'm like, oh, I love sushi. Okay. And Lauren, it'd be super fun to have sushi with. And then I look at my budget and instead of just saying how much is in my checking account and that checking account balance is a total liar. It doesn't give you any good information. I could look there and I could say, oh, I have a lot. I guess I should go. Or what I'm looking at is I have a restaurant category that has $20 in it. And that's good for, you like really good sushi. So that's good for like one roll. And then I could also look at something like Christmas and you think, well, Christmas and sushi. But what we're doing is we're bringing all of the person's priorities. We're bringing them all to the forefront at the same time. And I get to make the trade-off. And I might very well say, I totally want to go out tonight and let's do that. And I move a little money from my eventual new car fund or my eventual vacation or you know, Christmas even. If I want to take a gift from one of my kids, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Pull that back and I can say, well, I think it's worth it to me to go do sushi tonight. But what I did was I had a trade-off between a want now and a priority that I have later. And so it's like I have future Jesse and current Jesse that are kind of negotiating. And from that, sometimes I might say, hey, Lauren, that sounds fun. I'm good for it in like two weeks. Or I might say, you know what? Do you want to just come over? We'll just do like a, like a dining thing. I've got leftovers. And you're like, sure, let's do that instead. Any number of other possibilities, but I've considered future Jesse's needs and my needs currently and married them, and I'm still making good decisions. Mm-hmm. When you consider that the future and the now, and then you're doing the trade-offs, it's, it's magic. I think that's a really good point too, just because the future you has to work with the current you. Otherwise, the sequence can't make sense, I guess. And I know if people are using YNAB, the app does all this in real time. So you can just open it up and see this and kind of have the conversation with future you and current you. If you're using like a basic spreadsheet or you've got some other budgeting tool and you want to be able to make these decisions, because I feel like also what happens with something like that is someone isn't in front of their budget, right? Or they're not, as you said, like maybe they're not aware of all the like future less frequent expenses versus the day-to-day. How does the app work into your regular life to help you make decisions like this, for example? I mean, we would start you with just default categories. And I think we have now even a true expenses kind of category group. And we'll kind of jog your memory a little bit. And you'll, you'll look down that list and you'll say, oh my gosh, yeah, I actually, I would need car repairs to be considered on a monthly basis, even though I have a really reliable Honda Civic or something, but mm-hmm. it'll, you know, it'll eventually happen. A car tire will blow out. And, and so when we're teaching people, we're kind of getting them to flex their muscles a little bit. You can look back through your bank, like, I don't know, 90 days, maybe six months. And really quickly, you can just kind of literally swipe or scroll and just look for big numbers on the withdrawal column in your bank account or your credit card. And to be like, oh, what was that big one? And 
you'll be able to remember if it was big enough. If like it jumps from three digits to four digits, yeah, that's a good signal. And then be like, oh yeah, that was when we had to replace the such and such. Or oh yeah, that was when the HVAC died three days after the warranty went out. <laughs> totally happened to Are me. Are you speaking from experience? <laughs> yeah. Call the company and they're like, oh, sorry. I'm like, oh, you have a timer on these things? Like it was. Yeah, they always, I swear they do because that's, this is how it always happens. But we had a house repairs category and it had some money that we've been funding. Mm-hmm. Well, it works itself really nicely, actually, your question into our third rule. Yes you won't know every large expense that's going to come up and there will still be gotchas because you're still alive and life's still happening. And that's where our third rule kicks in. We call it rolling with the punches. And a punch may be that the HVAC unit went out. It may be that your roof needs repairs really, really badly now and you've been putting it off. It could be that the car tire blew out or it could be you asking me about going to sushi. Any of those would would work. It's where I'm like, oh, I didn't know Lauren would ask me or I didn't know the car tire would go. Mm-hmm. So I have new information now. I did the plan before I knew those things, but now with new information, I'm going to have to adjust. Right. Rule three is just change your plan as needed. Really, I mean, it's, it's yours. It was yours at the beginning when you said it. It remains yours the whole time. And so you really just need to adjust as you go. This, this one rule keeps people budgeting more than any other. Right. I mean, we may get to that idea of big failure points. One of them is people just make their budget so rigid and their emotions are all tied into this component of like, I have to be really good at guessing what I'll spend. And if I'm not, I'm failing. Right. It's funny you say that just because I feel like that's human nature with anything. If you do the extreme of diets, budgets, whatever it is, it's if you are so fixed on it has to be like this and then you mess up for one day, then the idea is like, okay, well then the whole thing is blown. So this has got to be, you know, there's that phrase like, it's a lifestyle, not a diet. Kind of what you're saying is like, this has to be a lifestyle where your budget changes as needed. I completely agree just as in terms of like, it's a budget mistake, but also I just think it's like a human mistake to become so fixed on stuff because we know change is a constant in life for sure. If I eat Ben and Jerry's at like two in the afternoon, like I just have two spoonfuls. I haven't thrown any diet. Yeah. Mentally, I could be like, oh, my day is no longer perfect. I might as well just finish the whole thing. And then, the, then it, it actually does di- damage in, you have your counting calories or whatever. Right, right. That's the bit. It's like a little bit, a little bit of something. And then you're kind of like, okay, I ate a little bit of Ben and Jerry's. Well, that just means you eat a little less dinner. It's really not a big deal, you know? Right. But if you throw the day, then you do get to into spots. And it's the same thing with budgeting. If you say, oh my gosh, I spent $50 over on my grocery budget, 1015 instead of 1000 I mean, I'm talking numbers for our family because we're our family's way too big. But it's like, oh, we're it's done for. I, budgeting doesn't work at all. And it's like, no, nah, just pull a little bit from clothing or some other kind of squishy category and just move on. Right. Totally fine. Well, this fourth tip is a perfect segue because you say to only spend money that is 30 days old, which I've never heard this tip before. It's really unique to me. So explain how this works. And I mean, you just talked about how like you can move money from like squishy categories, but this is kind of leads into that. So money that's 30 days old, how does that work? Yeah, it's imagine like a grain silo, you know, you you pour grain into the top and then the grain comes out the bottom. And given a constant use of the grain, the taller the silo, the longer it will take the grain to move through that silo. We do the same thing with money. I mean, it's in the software, but it's the concept. Like I'm a salesman, I'm running a company, I make money from people buying the software, but they have to really think through these, the concepts behind it because you can follow our four rules with pen and paper or your own spreadsheet. And I would never fault someone for building their own spreadsheet. That's exactly what I did. So just know that the rules are useful aside from the software. That needs to be, right. that's important. Right. Anyway, 
going back to the fourth rule, the idea is a dollar that I earn today and then I spend tomorrow, I just spent a dollar that was one day old. We call them baby dollars. And we're like, oh, don't spend babies. Like that's <laughs> sweet and cute. Like, don't that. spend baby dollars. <laughs> but after a while, like they're teenagers and you're like, I should probably get rid of them, but you still hold on to them a little longer. <laughs> but at some point you're like, yeah, it's fine. You, sh- you actually should go. Yeah. You're an adult. Get out of here. Yeah. Like get out and don't come back. Yeah. So 30 to 60 days. I like 60 days, but 30 is a game changer for people. And what it means is the dollar you spent today, you don't need for anything, not, not to pay off a credit card bill, not for anything, for at least 30 days. That gets people away from the financial edge. It breaks that paycheck to paycheck cycle that causes people to literally sleep worse. It causes them to be less productive at work. It causes them to get so stressed that they actually have physical illness from heavy stress. We know all these things are real. It strains relationships because suddenly a fairly benign purchase, you know, your partner bought, I don't know, it doesn't even matter. Something benign is made into a big deal because the stress level that it's just this constant overhead stress is too high. Right. And so if you can get that 30 day window, like just a buffer between you and when you actually need that dollar. Oh man, it it changes everything. So imagine in August, you're spending money you earned like June in a little bit into July. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine then this crazy COVID thing hit, how different things could be for people if they, and not, not to say that there aren't sometimes external shockers that are just like, nobody wants to live through that. You know, nobody wants to lose a job. Nobody wants to go through these rough events, but we're alive and that's part of life. But imagine if you just had a little bit of buffer, mm-hmm. you and that systemic shock that hits, you know, hits the system. Yeah. Like how much more clear-headed you could be, you know, making decisions and things. So that's the fourth rule. Step away from the edge, break that paycheck to paycheck cycle. It happens if you follow the first three. So yeah. it's not really something you have to do anything special for. If you just work the first three rules, we track it. We, you know, we call it the, you know, your age of money. And we literally say in the software, like, oh, it's five days old. It's 30 days old. People will write in and say, my age of money is a hundred days old. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. Yeah. It's like your own little language. I like it. I, I mean, I, I think it makes so much sense to be like, don't spend dollars that you just got. And it's so tempting. I know I've done this too, where especially if you're like on vacation on a payday, it, that's the ultimate of like, I got paid for doing nothing today. And you're like, but you have to remember you actually got paid. You know, the way pay cycles work is not like that also. So I'm curious too, are there any budgeting rules that, you know, maybe people should ignore or, you know, or just big pet peeves that you see with budgeting? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many. <laughs> the, well, one, one is being too hard on yourself. So that's that perfectionist mindset. I'll let you know when I've had a perfect budget month, right? I'm still working on it. It just doesn't, that, that, that standard is false. You're working a method and a system of thinking about your money. And you're just adopting a thinking approach. There's nothing else to it. So the budget is just that. It's just an output of this new way of thinking. And there's no perfection. You can't tell me you had a perfect month because we have no standard by which to say it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Another one, this is more for relationships where people are sharing finances. But another one is where the assumptions made that both partners have to be the same intensity as it relates to this money thing. Like both partners have to be equally excited to sit down and do the brass tax work of setting up the budget, you know, linking accounts, reconciling your account. And that's just, that's just not the case. Very rarely are both people in a relationship saying, oh man, 
I just love this stuff so much. I love you and I love budgets. <laughs> you know, like it just doesn't happen. So you have to recognize like, oh, we'll have different kind of different desires for what this budget should do for us. Non-negotiable. You do have to be on the same page financially. You have to have the same financial goals. But it would be like saying, you know, Julie and I want a clean kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's like, we have a shared goal, but how we do it day to day, like, oh, I've got this thing going on tonight. I've got to go pick up one of the kids. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll have one of the kids help me. I mean, how we actually get the kitchen clean it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Do we both want a clean kitchen at the end of the day? Yeah. Like we don't like, we don't want to have a sink full of dishes. That's kind of our, mm-hmm. our mark, you know? Yeah. But yeah, we're flexible on the how. That's a couple pet peeves. Here's another one though. A long-term view. People say, oh, like annual budgets work really well. And they totally do. The New York Times had the worst article years ago. It made me so mad where they were like, oh, studies show that an annual budget is abided by more than monthly budgets. You're like, well, yeah, because you averaged out everything. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but like month to month, we have these fluctuations and those fluctuations are what cause the damage. A yeah. really high expense month where the car breaks, well, yeah, you got to put it on a card. And then another month is kind of flush. And because you're not doing things correctly and you're looking at just a flush checking account, you think you have more money than you actually have and you spend it all. And it's that month to month cycle where there's no such thing as a normal month that gets people. So that's a pet peeve that just keeps sticking to me. It's like, no, yeah. averages. Yeah, but no one lives in the average. The extremes are where the danger is. Right. I've definitely learned that when it comes to just how you view time too, it's like we don't live our lives in years. We live our lives in weeks. You know, like it's, you know, that saying of like, well, the days are long, but the years are short. The point being is like, yeah, it's it's almost impossible to think about things on an annual basis because you don't live like that. You live week to week, mostly the way you're thinking about it. Your worst boss, like uh, yeah. <laughs> super volatile, like super joyous or like super angry, but on average, they're normal. Right. You know what Yeah, I mean? <laughs> exactly. You're like, day to day, they're horrible. But on a yearly basis, you know, I guess... Not too bad. Yeah, averages out. Exactly. I, I think that these are also just really unique budgeting rules I haven't heard a lot of. So hopefully this is new information for people. I'm going to recap your four rules for gaining control of your money. So number one is give dollars a job before you spend them. Number two is break up larger, less frequent expenses into manageable monthly bills. And this kind of goes into number three, which is change your budget as needed and be flexible with that. And number four is only spend money that is 30 days old. And of course, the YNAB app will do all this for people. But as you said, like these rules can apply to if you want to start a spreadsheet, if you just want to start living like this today, like these are just four good rules to consider when it comes to budgeting. And please don't get hung up, you guys, on perfection or feeling like, oh, I messed up one day and it's all over for me. And also to your point, Jesse, like anybody can do this, right? Like this is, you can start today. There isn't like a rule that you have to have X amount in the bank first to, to be good at this or anything like that. I mean, if you want on average people uh, that start, they're, they're, you know, we talked about how horrible averages are. Here's one that's horrible. Uh, $300 a month is the average checking account balance for people that get started with us. Um, wow. And to give you an idea, I'm not talking about our average you know, user makes $20,000 a year. Like people make good money, good mm-hmm. money, six figure money, dual income situations a lot of the time, good money where it should be fine. And they still roll around with that $300 Mm-hmm. checking account balance. So when you say like, I need money to start, you don't. That's another objection people have. It's like, oh, I, I don't even have enough money to, to budget. It's like, oh, that's horrible. Uh, you know, no, that, not at all. If you don't have a lot of money, you should budget. If you have a lot, you should budget because who wants to waste a lot? Yeah. So everyone needs it. 
Yeah. I've also found just like you were talking about salary, like, you know, making more money, it doesn't solve bad money habits either. So please consider <laughs> consider the budget. <laughs> it's going to help no matter how much you're making. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm going to share um, where everybody can learn more about you. You also wrote a book, which we didn't even get to get into, but um, it's also called You Need a Budget. So that's amazing. Um, and just thank you for sharing this advice with everyone. It's great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. We absolutely love hearing from all of you. And remember that you can try YNAB for free for 34 days, which can help you take control of your money and start saving this month. All you have to do is go to youneedabudget.com slash females. You don't even have to put a credit card in to start. And we included the link to all of that in the show notes. And a big thank you to Jesse for sharing his four rules for budgeting and gaining control of your money with YNAB. We've included links to learn more about Jesse, YNAB, and his book, which I know we didn't get to, but I'm going to link to all of that in the show notes because he really is a guru who can help you get your budget under control. <laughs>